Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Alexa, who is Adam Ferrara? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Virelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear. Adam's podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. Thank you guys so much for joining us here at Abbey Normal Studios. And I want you guys to forget about your problems by laughing at mine. <laughs> we have a great show for you this week. My guest in the ADD interview is model, actor, radio host, television personality, car girl, my pal, April Rose. And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk To Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week. 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to my website, click the link, join our conversation. And our super fan shout-out is for Brian. Say hi to Brian, everybody. Hi, Brian. Brian, how you doing, man? Uh, Brian, Phil says hello as well. He couldn't be joining us, but I did get a chance to see him. He uh, he made <laughs> land. Phil made land. Really? He did. Wow. He was coming in. Ahab on... came ashore. <laughs> yeah, Ahab came ashore. What happened was he's like, hey, pick me up. I'm going to be at San Pueblo. He's at the port, right? So I went to get him at the port, and he had till midnight because he had to fly to Cartagena at midnight. So he, <laughs> so he... like a drug run. <laughs> Fill the mule. Fill the mule. Swallow this and then crap it out in Cartagena. We'll give you a fistful of money. <laughs> <laughs> he might have some issues trying to crap it out. Yeah, he, he's like this. He goes, listen, I'll eat it, but I don't know if it's going to come out. <laughs> and I, whatever you do, Mr. Tag, do not combine this with lentil soup, okay? <laughs> Please. <laughs> so anyway, I got to see him, and I uh, think he likes seeing me. Okay, I'm wrong. <laughs> what did you do now, Adam? I'll tell you what happened. Mm. We, uh, we dump his bags at the hotel room, right? Uh, and he asked me to turn on the air conditioner so it'd be nice and cool when he came back. Mm-hmm. So let's just say things aren't always as they seem. <laughs> I'll play this for you. Asshole. What? Oh, God, you know what? I'm back at the hotel. You know exactly what. Why Why are you whispering? Because I'm standing out in the hallway. Why am I standing out in the hallway? Because it's a thousand degrees inside my room. I can't even go in there. It's like hatching baby chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Put the air conditioner on for me. Can't you just put the air conditioner on? No, put the heat on. The heat. What are you doing? Yeah. So he's in the bathroom, right? And he's like, hey, put the air conditioner on so it's nice and cool when I come back in here. And I'm thinking to myself, is he kidding me? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. So things aren't always as they seem, meaning. He heard me. He heard the fan going. He thought it was the air conditioner. Turns out it wasn't. It was the heater. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, I don't know what you're talking about. Just tell me what happened. You know what happened. I opened the door and the heat just attacked me. <laughs> I mean, just uh, all over me. Boom. 90 degrees in there. Oh, my God. I got the door open. I got the chair wedged against the door. I got the heat coming out. I can't even go in there. I got a flight in two hours. I don't have time for this. <laughs> Jesus. 
I cranked the whole heat up, and we were out. We were out for about five hours, out running around doing stuff. Oh man! So yeah, it was a sauna when he got back, huh? Yeah, and he's in the hallway. <laughs> it reminds me. So when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and, and my room was right next to my parents' room, and we had an individual thermostat in it, and my dad like loved to be like, "We're not turning the thermostats on all winter. Like yeah. we need to save money." He was just that guy, you know. And I remember What's his one name, day, Adam? I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, it probably was." And I remember one day I was like, "Wait a minute, I can turn this up." And so I turned it up to about 90 uh-huh. and I kept going back into my room and be like, oh my God, this is wonderful. It's so <laughs> warm in here. And by the time I finally was like, okay, it's time to go to bed. You open up my door and it was like a furnace blast. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is great. But what I didn't really factor in was again, my parents' room was right next to my door. So when my dad was going to bed, he's like, what the hell is that? Yeah. He the door. He's like, what are you doing? You might as well be taking money and just throwing it out the window. Turn that off now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah your father knew you did something yeah yeah so did phil <laughs> listen to the rest of this yeah, and i knew you did something i just i wasn't sure what it was but i knew it was i saw your face when we left i was like you did something <laughs> i'm like yeah but i'm like what could he have possibly done we just I, all i did was dump my bags what could he have done Billy? now i know You're 90 degrees in there <laughs> it's just heat phil how delicate are you I know. goodness i would enjoy it <laughs> Such a baby. I know. He opens up the door. It's not like snakes were flying out. Yeah. Now I have in my head that he's like a southern belle. He's like, my goodness, (laughs) it's just too hot in here for me. My hair. My hair. (laughs) And by the way, Adam, you were were actually doing him a favor. He's flying down to Cartagena that night. Mm. It's going to be beastly hot down there. You're just getting him ready for that. You're just prepping him, man. Thank you. Thank you, Stern. All right. Yes, I was helping. I was conditioning him. I was putting him like in the airlock. You know, when you go into a submarine. Yes. Yeah. It's like buying a fish at a pet store. They give it to you in a small bag, and they tell you, "Float it in the aquarium. Don't put it right into the big tank first. He's got to get acclimated." Now I have this image in my head of a sweaty Phil standing in a hallway in his underwear. Yeah, I don't know why I see him in a wife beater, but I see him in a wife beater too with like stains on it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Yeah. yeah. I would love to walk into a nice warm room. I know. And like I would, heat. I would walk in right behind you and I would say, turn the friggin' heat off. What are you uh-huh. kidding me? <laughs> yeah. S- see how they turn? All right. Stern's, fa- turn. Stern's father was right. All right. <laughs> you want to know what I would I would love to have walked into that hotel room and seen Phil make this phone call to me because he was in the hallway. Listen to this. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. Now, just get the, it's too hot in there and the heat's coming out. <laughs> Show me your dick. You asshole, he heard that. <laughs> oh my God, what is wrong with you? You should have seen his face. What is wrong with you? He heard that. He didn't know what it was. What are you doing? What else is a ding ding? I told him I'm walking away. I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh my God. Show me your ding ding. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> he's walk, He's on the phone in the hallway. Guys, check out. You okay? I hit it. The guy. He's running away from the guy. Still yelling at me. In his underwear while he's sweating in the hallway. I, that just, just in my head. That that's the way I see him. It just makes it funnier to me. Right. Me too. But... He's lucky police didn't show up. Yeah. Oh. Is there God. somebody here that's trying to show somebody a ding ding? Oh, <laughs> sir. God, is that funny? <laughs> So yeah, so that's what Phil asked me to do, and uh, and I had fun doing it my own way. <laughs> of course you did. I'm surprised he asked you to do anything. Yeah, that's what surprised me too. I, you know what? I don't know. He just, he just did, and I went, all right, I'll play. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, I can do that for you, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> so when you have a friendship with Adam, you have to be on your toes at all times. Not everyone. Oh, yeah. just, just Phil. Oh, just Phil. Just Phil. No, just because I was like, really? Okay. <laughs> I've only got you for a few hours, Phil. I got to take advantage of it. I got, yeah, I got to get it all in. I got to squeeze it. Yeah, <laughs> but it was really good to see him. And like I said, in his little head, he he heard the fan going. He's like, oh, okay, he did what I told him to do. So things aren't always what they seem. And when I was talking to my friend April, things aren't always what they seem in her world too. So I want you to pay specific attention to a story she's going to tell you about a photographer on her first photo shoot and a '67 El Camino. Hmm. Yeah. It was a lot of fun catching up with my pal. So you guys listen to this, and we will see you on the other side. 
Listen, kids, things aren't what they seem. To spread joy, you have to have it. To impart delight, you have to be more or less delightful. And to be delightful, it is to do things that are delightful to you. Show me your ding ding. You asshole, he heard that. <laughs> oh my God, what is wrong with you? You should have seen his face. What's wrong with you? He heard that. You didn't know what it was. What did he do? You're listening to the Adam Ferrara Podcast. This is 30 minutes you'll never get back. 30 minutes feels a hell of a lot longer to me. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Stand updates. Get your stand updates. Uh, February 2nd through February 4th, I will be at the Comedy Cabin in Janesville, Wisconsin. February 9th through February 11th, I will be at Helium in Indianapolis. February 17th and 18th, I will be at Uncle Vinny's in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. February 24th and 25th, I will be on Strong Island. Governor's my old stomping ground. Come and see me there. March 1st and 2nd, I will be at Off the Hook Comedy Club in Naples, Florida. And March 10th and 11th, I will be at Bananas Comedy Club in Rutherford, New Jersey. There's a link for tickets right here in the show notes, or you can go to my website and click the link there. And as always, you know I want to shake your hand and thank you for all the love and support you've shown me and this podcast. So I hope to see you at these gigs. All right? All right. Go on. Get out of here. Pay attention when I'm talking to you, boy. ADHD. It's not just for kids. Nice boy, but doesn't listen to a word you say. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting, it's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird! My guest this week is an actor, television host, radio personality, model, and car girl. She was the winner of Maxim Magazine's Hometown Hotties. You've seen her in the movie Grown Ups 2. She starred on MTV's Girl Code as well as MTV's Guy Code. She was my co-host at the Barrett Jackson Collector Car Auctions. She's a certified medical crisis counselor, a fellow dyslexic. Her best kiss was David Schwimmer, and she saved my life by finally buying a suitcase with wheels on it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's my pal, April Rose. How are you, kid? The best part is you made me buy a suitcase with wheels on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I'll t- All right, so we're sh- I think we're in Vegas, right? We're doing the Barrett-Jackson, right. the auto auction, so we got to be there really early in the morning, yep. and April is... <laughs> She, she's got to carry stuff for work. You know, she's a model. She's got to look good, the whole thing. So yeah. she's got this big suitcase. So me, I put on my cape to be a gentleman. I pick it up, and there's, there's a body in there. There's a dead body. <laughs> it was a lot. I was a mess. I just shoved everything in there, and I'm like, I'll just throw it over my shoulder and carry it. But we probably walk them. I mean, when you're in Vegas, you walk miles yeah. anywhere. Even if you're in the same hotel and you want to go to the casino, it's like two miles to get to that casino. And yeah. uh, 
You and apparently you, you need your cement blocks. So I looked at you and I'm sitting there going, I'm such an idiot. What is Why am I doing this? And then I went, buy, uh, buy a bag of wheels on. And the next auction you, you actually did and you went like this. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I did it for you. <laughs> yeah, like I'm the caveman that invented the wheel. That's... <laughs> for me, you did. I did. <laughs> apparently. Yeah. But yeah, it was uh, the, the, the Barrett Jackson collector. It's, it's a lot of fun uh, to be there. And, and it was a lot of fun doing it with you. And when did you, when did you get into cars? I don't know. I've always been, you know, in the cars where I was working with Maxim when we did this promotion back in mm -hmm. the day with Bob Varsha, who used to be the kind of main announcer at Barrett Jackson. And a guy you might have heard of, Mario Andretti, mm -hmm. did a, like a two-seater indie car. Uh, ride along at Laguna Seca, which is out in where you're at in California. Mm -hmm. And that just really just hooked me in deep to cars. And I'm like, that racetrack Laguna Seca is insane. And there's this, this corkscrew turn that is a huge height elevation difference and you're mm -hmm. kind of popping down like a roller coaster. And I'm in the back seat of this two modified two seater indie car with Mario and Jetty driving amazing i couldn't even hold my head straight up because my mm -hmm. neck wasn't powerful enough around the turns because the centrifugal force just rocks it to the side <laughs> i am nauseous when i get out mario andretti pops up jumps out and he's kind of a shorter dude and he's just like you know and I, i'm like slowly peeling myself out of the back of this indie car but i was hooked that was that that did me in yeah well, it was nice because every time we drove a car, because we used to just do this thing called the morning drive, right? Yeah. So we'd have like, I mean, it was an AC Cobra with the 429 in it, you know, with, with the, the manual. We had a, a 49 Merc with three on the tree. It was really, really cool cars I got to drive. So we're shooting this thing early in the morning, and I'm driving this Cobra, and I got to back it into a spot. And April looks at me and goes, wow, you can really drive. They're so hard to drive. You drove like these crazy old cars and these old hot rods from the thirties. And you're just mm. like, no big deal. No problem. Like it's just a walk in the park for you. And I'm yeah. like, that would be like, I would have to learn how to drive this specific ride. Yeah. But I, like I was the impressed. Fact I maybe I'm easily impressed. I don't know. Thank you. I, I like the fact that you were stunned. You were like, Oh my God, you, you and my wife, I got called in the other day. She's watching an NCIS marathon, her and her sister in the room watching it. And yeah. Adam, come in here quick. And I'm like, what? What's the matter? Did the dog throw up? Something on fire? What's the matter? She's like, we just saw the episode you guest starred on. You were really good. I'm like, why are you shocked? <laughs> it's so good. Because when I went to your stand-up show last year in Chicago, you were like funny for, what was that, an hour and a half, two hours? About an you hour. Were funny the whole time. Like there wasn't a point where it was like, okay, let's pick it up. Like, come on. Like no one's walking out. Like no one's, you know, yawning. It's just like you were hitting it the entire yeah. time. And I'm like, oh, I can see why you do this for a living. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you, but you know, it's my job. You know, if you, you gotta be funny for a long impressed. time. You know how to drive any car and you're funny for a long time. Thank you. But that, that's it. You know, like it, if you hire a masseuse in the middle of it, she goes, I've had enough. I'm done. I'm leaving. <laughs> do the cabs <Right>? yourself. <laughs> I feel like it's hard to be funny for that long to mm -hmm. hold your audience captive and just like reel them in the whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's, look, I'm not qualified to do anything else. <laughs> you, on the other hand, you do everything. You uh, you're an actor. Okay. You were uh, the radio personality. Is uh, you're still on serious with uh, Steve Gorman from the black cross. Yeah, no, it's just terrestrial radio, which is like normal radio and get in the car. We're about mm. 130 cities, and it's classic rock from, what, 6 to midnight. Right. Um, all over America. <laughs> but in, and here's the, here's the thing you would tell me. I'll, I'll, every time I call April, my number is blocked, right? And she doesn't pick it up. And I said, I'm, I told you I was going to call you. She goes, I can't pick up a blocked number. Why? Because it's usually guys from prison. You just don't know who has your number. Like I'll get these like prison messages from yeah. guys and, and, you know, locked up for years and they're rambling on about, Oh, you're helping me get through this, which is great. And, and it's wonderful, but you don't want to get caught up in a conversation like that really. So then I just assume like, Oh, it's kind of some creeper dude, which I yeah. don't know. Am I far off? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm kidding. <laughs> But how do people in prison get, because you've, you've told me all kinds of stories. People in prison have your number. There was a fake April Rose account. There's a lot of those fake profiles going around. And it's, it, I feel bad because 
recently there was a, a grandfather who had become friends with the fake April Rose profile. Mm -hmm. And he found out that it was fake. So then he messages my real Instagram and he's showing me pictures of all his grandchildren. And he says, I've given your fake account so much money and I have all these grandchildren I want to take care of. Can I have this money back? And I don't know what to do. Like, what should I do, Adam? Delete. I mean, maybe he's playing me. I don't know. Yeah, it's like I've given, he gave money to a fake April Rose account. Oh, yeah. And now he wants the real April Rose to pay for it. Yes. Okay, why should you have to pay? I don't know what to do. You have to pay the catfish tax. I don't understand why that falls on you. <laughs> I feel bad. I, I really do because he's shown me all these pictures of his grandchildren and I didn't respond and I didn't right. say anything. And I feel oh. like I should say something. I don't know. I don't know. No, what that, you do that, in situation. that is so creepy to me. The indignities and the assault of what was the story oh, where the producer called you? Oh my gosh. So I was working on a Bears pregame show in Chicago for like Comcat Sportsnet. And my producer, who's probably in his 50s, and, and he calls me one day, and I'm out of the country in Puerto Rico, and he calls me during lunch, and, and I'm thinking he's going to tell me we have a different guest on, like a key mix, couldn't make it, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, someone else, and I need to prep for that interview, and he just gets me on the phone, and I'm about to sit down at lunch out of the country, and I told him, you know, hey, and you know, I'm about to sit down at lunch, oh, is what he said, mm -hmm. and I'm like, uh, yeah, well, you know, what, what's going on? How's the show going? Is anything, everything? Yep, everything's great. Everything's good. And I'm thinking like, what, where is this conversation going? Right. So lo and behold, he's been having, I don't know how long it was going on for, but he was having a relationship with a fake April Rose profile. <laughs> yeah. And I feel bad for him because, and so then he finally gets to a point. He goes, so, about that money that you wanted. And that's when it clicked in my head. I go, he's talking to a fake account and I need to let him know. And I did, and he actually got mad at me. Yeah. Um, he got mad and he goes, you need to police that. That's not right. You got to take care of this. And there's so many fake profiles that it's, it's just hard to police everything. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I know he was embarrassed. So I just changed the subject real quick, but I, I was surprised that he kind of got like upset. Of course he did. You caught him. You know? <laughs> How dare you put this out here when I'm trying to give you money so you do improper things to me, okay? <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was really awkward. And I just, I pretended like it never happened the next time I saw him. Well, what did you say? So, so you're going to give me money to do what? Dogs are funny. How did you change? How... <laughs> I don't remember what I said, but I just changed the subject so quick because I'm just like, this is awkward. I can tell that he's uncomfortable. And yeah, of course he is. He got caught. He doesn't need to be. He doesn't need to be embarrassed. Like, I just need to let it go. Things happen. He doesn't need and... to be embarrassed. You know what he needs? He needs a kick in the ass. That's what he needs. <laughs> like the yeah. other guy. Remember the guy at, what was it, Below Deck? The drunk guy that oh, was all over you at the auction? He was so drunk, Adam. He was so drunk. I remember saying, hey, boat boy. That's it. We're weighing anchor. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he was. He uh, he was really sweaty too, drunk yeah. and sweaty. Yeah, yeah, I, like, I, I had enough of that. I was like, okay, I gotta go. Yeah. But that's yeah. see, see that that's the thing that you know. My wife is Alex. You know, is stunning. Yeah. She's stunning. Oh, yeah, I don't know and, how you landed that. No offense. I love you, Adam. I again, you. you can drive. You're funny for a long time. <laughs> and how the hell does that woman love you? Anything yeah. else? <laughs> that's the name of your next show. It's a yeah, long name, but else? it's accurate. <laughs> But yeah, she was a model and she um she's she had to put up with a lot of other stuff. Oh, tell the story about the first guy that when you first were modeling, the guy that went with your feet. Oh my gosh, stop. Stop it. There, no one's listening, it's just me and you. Go ahead, tell. There's a big like foot fetish community out there, if if you didn't know. Mm -hmm. Um it's my first photo shoot mm -hmm. ever. And I'm, you know, you're shooting this comp, it's called a comp card. It's kind of like your business card of your potential of a, like a headshot and like a full length body shot. And it's nothing inappropriate. Mm -hmm. um, and so after the shoot, his wife was actually at the shoot as well. And she had left after the shoot and he's packing up his lighting kit and all that stuff. And, and I'm sitting on the ground changing my shoes. Right. And he, he sits next to me. And he asks me, Adam, he goes, has anyone ever 
And he picked up my foot as he's saying this. He goes, has anyone ever? And he goes and opens his mouth, leans towards my big toe. And he says, sucked on your toes before. And ah! he went and did it. And I wasn't prepared to react. Does that make sense? So I kind of let him do ah. that. And I shouldn't have, but I didn't know what to do. What's the appropriate thing? Obviously kick him in the face and tell him to That's get away from That's what you do. Me. Yeah. And, and that whole motion, like it's different for girls. Like we don't really have a sensation of it. So it's just really, really creepy and gross on top of everything else you can imagine. And it Ugh. totally just creeped me out, obviously scared me away from like doing photo shoots. And, and, and then I'm shocked because I'm, I feel bad because his wife was there. She had left and I'm well, for whatever reason, feeling guilty that his wife wasn't there and she didn't like i don't know it made and me she didn't get a chance to suck your toes is that why you felt guilty no that that she would get mad at me because it happened and it was weird that i felt uncomfortable about that as well like i had this responsibility where like oh no i did something wrong do you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah and yeah it just... it, it's self-blame because you want to please people and then when when so you feel bad and if you, if, if you don't please them something's going to happen to you and this is my fault this is happening because i i can't figure out because all you have to uh, left to blame is yourself right yeah so it was just it's really uncomfortable i didn't like it the story was uncomfortable i'm sorry i asked do you get <laughs> I, I want to kick Dr. Scholl in the friggin' teeth. <laughs> yeah, so if you have a daughter, prepare her to react to things like that. Because yes. I, I wish somebody, not that my parents did anything wrong, mm -hmm. but I, it, it's a great thing when you can prepare your daughter for something like that if it potentially happens. Because yeah. it's not even your realm of experience and knowledge that, that exists. You know and, I mean? and, and if you're a parent, you want, you want your kids to... Not not have to live in the world that we live in, but unfortunately, <laughs> they have to. With toe suckers. Yeah. Is that how you became the uh, medical crisis counselor? No, I actually wanted to be a psychologist mm -hmm. for a really long time growing up. And in Chicago, um, the Illinois Coalition Against Sexual Assault, they have a program where you can go to kind of a... Uh, a school and get certified to just be a sexual assault medical crisis counselor. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did. And you're on call for, you know, either the North side, South side or West side hospitals. Mm -hmm. um, when a sexual assault survivor goes in the emergency room, they alert you and you go in and work with them, counsel with them, make sure all the laws are in place and everyone's following the law. Make sure you're like a liaison between the hospital staff and the police. Because mm -hmm. there's not a ton of people that go into the hospital for sexual assault. It's super underreported. So a lot of the doctors and police don't understand or aren't up to date with the protocols um, yeah. or even the emotional, you know, side of what goes on. And then there's also the evidence collection kit where you want to do that correctly because yeah. lawyers in the future can pick it apart and you want to make sure you get it done correctly. And so... Mm. I had done that because I wanted to see if this was a field that I really, really wanted to dive into and, and get deeper involved in. And I don't want to say that I liked it because that sounds weird, but I, it meant a lot to me to do that. And it was sure. really important work to do that. It really is. I mean, you, first of all, you're being of service to other people um, and you, you're helping people in crisis and you're helping run the kit for the cops. <laughs> You know, I mean, there's so many, you know, you'll get doctors that are having a bad day or a cop that maybe they're not in the right headspace. Maybe they don't believe the survivor and they're acting differently themselves. And there's all this stuff going on or the, the you know, survivors from out of town, their family's not there. Mm -hmm. There's so many intricacies that are involved in it. So they have an advocate to come in and kind of be a liaison between the hospital staff and the police and the survivor. That's, you know, so what? I felt honored to do that. Yeah, that's you should be commended. You, I'm going to take back what I said about you telling me, "Wow, you can really drive." There, how's that? <laughs> Thank you, Adam. And if you need any counseling, let me know. Oh God, you please, you know. <laughs> um, can I ask you this? When when a person is in crisis and the trauma is fresh and new, is there a window of opportunity to change the perception before things set in? You know, I like, I love that you said that because. I feel like right at that critical moment, there's a path that you can point them towards. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. that path, 
initially starts with believing in them and then them knowing it's not their fault what happened. Yeah. Whatever you did was the right thing because you survived. And that's so important because there's hospital staff or police or family that might doubt them. And even if they don't say it, you can feel it when somebody doubts you. You can see yeah. it in their eyes when they doubt you. And it's important for somebody to be there to encourage them to say, you're doing the right thing. I believe you. And that's pointing them on that right path, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I want, because I, I, I'm dealing with my own trauma. And, you know, I've, I've been fortunate. I have mine's childhood. That's what I'm dealing with. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. Nah, it's okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but so, so dealing with my own my own trauma stuff, I was like, mm, if I only would have, it's a when you get to when you look back, you're like, oh, it was just a, a mis, a, it's a misperception, and I, right. I I didn't need to do all make the choices I made running on that on that algorithm because it's not accurate. Right, right. That's right. when I yeah, get up in the morning and start kicking myself in the ass. That's when I start blaming myself again. No, it's important, you know, to to point someone in the right direction, mm -hmm. which you're headed there now, Adam. I see the light. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for believing in me. I do. Me and Alex. That's about it. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's yeah, that's about it. You 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 and my <laughs> wife. By the way, love you. So the first time you ever spoke to my wife, we're doing the, the Barrett Jackson auto auctions, right? And my wife right. is like, she put makeup in my bag. God bless yeah. her. And yeah. she's like, you know, you're under the fluorescent lights. I want you to look good on the camera. And she was a model, too, so she knows, yeah. you know, stand up straight, there's a string on your hips, and you walk with the string, and you walk with intention, and you put your feet down, and you walk with purpose. I go, yeah, I'm not doing runway, all right? I'm, I'm walking past the Mustang is what I'm doing. <laughs> so she gives me the makeup, and she goes, now break it up in your hands. I'm on the phone with her as I'm walking to where we got we to gotta do our first interview. Break okay. it up with your hands, put it under your eyes, and I just, I'm on the phone, and I just went, honey, this is April. And I handed you the phone. <laughs> you did. Which I'm so glad you did because I'm in a lot of situations where I know a guy might need some concealer or just a little something because they'll look tired or they'll look sick because there's so much lighting and, and mm -hmm. a lot going on and you want to look your best. And, you know, I'm not like telling you guys have to wear makeup, but sometimes the lighting's just really awful and I'll feel uncomfortable that I'm overstepping bounds with putting makeup on another guy, but I know mm -hmm. he needs it. And I loved that Alex was like, Hey girl, let's yeah. take care of this face. Cause it looks like it got ran over by Mustang. <laughs> yeah. Do something. He has the complexion of a carton of milk. Okay. <laughs> He's no, pale. Alex is, and Alex tired. is awesome. And she cares about your face. <laughs> yeah. she, she and, and you know, and you're, you're very selfless too, but you're sitting there going, I don't want to be on camera with this geisha looking son of a bitch. Yeah, not it at all. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're a beautiful man, Adam. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I don't believe a word you're saying, but thank you so much. So when you, what do you prefer doing? Because you've done so many things, you know, right. you got the radio, you got acting, you got the cars. Um, is there any, any medium that you prefer to, uh, to do more than others? I don't I, I do a lot of like live TV stuff, which is mm -hmm. great, but there's like a, a stress level and a hurry up level. And yeah. a lot of times you can't prep what you're doing. It just has to happen. And you have one shot to get it exactly right. And you have cameras moving with you at the same time. And so you have to have this like choreographed dance song while you're live on national television. And, and it's fine and great. And I love it. But being an actor, it's <laughs> like you get this script months ahead of time you can you know you have so much time to memorize it and work with it and you can do 30 takes in a row and work with different actors and you're playing off of someone else and i really enjoy both extremes mm. um but but i don't want to say acting is easy because it's not fair to say but it, it's a whole nother animal do you know what yeah. i'm saying what, what do you like doing because you you do everything yeah, it's it's like it's it's the same thing when you can prepare a role. I, I series television always appealed to me. You get to play a character that you're you're evolving every day. So I really like that. You know, movies you put a lot of work into it and you shoot that scene and it's done. You know, I'll put a month a month of prep into a movie right. and we'll do it a couple of times, it'll be fun and then cut, moving on. That's it. You know? Right. right. Done. That's it. Stand up is great cuz it's immediate for me. I get I get the feedback right away. Um, the car stuff is great because I love the car stuff. I really enjoyed the stuff we did together because it was fun. I was having right. fun with you. Does um, anything make you nervous? 
when you're performing? Taxes. Uh, taxes, my accountant. Anytime my accountant calls, there's a pit in my stomach. <laughs> I don't if even say, oh, I pick up the phone, and I go, how much? I feel like I couldn't be a stand-up comic because you're by yourself. There's no one to rely on. It's mm -hmm. only you and your wit. Maybe you could play off the audience a little bit, but right. you're up there for so long and you're funny the whole time. But I feel like that would be so nervous. Like you just get lost in your place or you feel someone in the audience like is looking at their phone. So it distracts you and you feel like oh, they're yeah. not into it. And, and like, I don't know how you do that. I'm not qualified to do anything else. You know, that's... <laughs> That's my state of grace, April. That's that's uh, God said you can do this. All right, right? you're not going to be as tall as you want to be. The complexion is going <laughs> to be pale. You're going to be you're going to be given to to poor impulse control. Something you're going to have to work on. <laughs> but you can do this. You managed. So, but the live stuff that you were talking about is a little nerve wracking for me because we're both dyslexic, right? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah, and you, but but you 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 got to work around. Basically, you make your own cue cards and paste them everywhere. <laughs> I do so when Adam and I worked together, we had we were in this like kind of a booth area, and I have all these posted notes all over the place, little reminders all over the place, so I don't. Mm -hmm mix up the numbers or say them backwards. I mean, there's a lot when you're talking about cars, there's a lot of yeah. numbers and terms that have to go in a certain order. So mm -hmm. I always had all these post-it notes and Adam would be making fun of me or covering them up so I couldn't see that. <laughs> yeah, she was putting them on me once when we, we had a cutaway <laughs> shot, just put like, 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 like she's Brando doing a scene. I can't remember the words anymore. Just hold this in your chest. Hold this up for me, Adam. Hold this up to me. I just need this. It's a five liter. It's a, it's a 256 pound feet of torque. I just need that. <laughs> There's a lot to keep track of. Yeah. But but that's the workaround. I, I think that's that's what I, solving the problems or knowing when you said you were younger and you didn't know you could say no. When you get older as an actor and a performer, you're like, this is what I need. This is what right. we're going to do. This is how it's going to go. And right. now I'm at a point where it's real easy. And I, t and I have a checklist of what I need. And nobody, nobody really says, you know, most people say, thank you. Thank you for making this easy. You know, no, because Adam, this is your checklist. Okay. You have like fermented cabbage, kombucha, yes. three carrots, two yes. peas. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> Alex makes you eat like the perfect food for whatever diet your blood type is, which she's amazing. Yeah. But I'm, I'm with you when you're eating and there's a lot of different exotic smells sure. with with the cabbage cabbage says it has a smell to it you know mm -hmm. i'm impressed alex if you're listening he actually does follow your diet to the t while we're on air if you can't see where we're sitting right below us he's got his kombucha and cabbage and this and the, i don't know brussels sprout sure. this or i don't know what it's all this exotic food but I, i'm impressed well thank alex you i'll be, I'll be honest you. with you she could be killing me i have no idea <laughs> This could be making arsenic in my stomach. I have no idea. <laughs> you think that's bad? Like, where am I going to get Eye of Newt? All right. <laughs> in Scottsdale, Arizona. Do we have this? No. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, but that, yeah, my wife, my wife sends me. It's, it's like I go to school. You know, so you take this, take your bag lunch. Right. Right. Ask the nice lady to put the makeup on you. <laughs> and have fun driving the cars. And don't, and, and say, when she says, I didn't know you could drive, say thank you. That's all you got to say. Thank you. You're very impressive. Thank you. You got a cool car. You got, you got, what is it? A, is it a 69 El Camino you got? 67 El Camino, 283, like just bone stock. I don't have it anymore, but I freaking love that baby. Her name was Mullet. Mm. Business in the front, party in the back, and just so much fun to drive. You know, when you're sitting in traffic and you're like, oh, I hate traffic. But yeah. when you're in a classic car, you enjoy it almost. You're like, fine. I got another extra hour to drive. Like, no big deal. It's yeah. It's I, that, I traffic just drives me insane. Whenever I we used to get uh, when I would get press cars and stuff, I just want to get up and run. Especially if I got a manual transmission, I'm sitting in traffic. Right. It just it, it it's killing me. It's uh, it, it, oh, yeah. it's like drinking a pot of coffee and trying to stay still for an MRI. I was like, see, I like it. I like those fun old classic cars. And yeah. Because you really have to drive them. You know, and you're not on like autopilot with these new cars and all the safety features are just great. You know, I, I love that. It's, we need that. But when you're driving a classic car, they don't have all those bells and whistles to let you yeah. know you're about to die. Yeah, I got to keep <laughs> So you have to pay attention. Why, why do you keep feathering the throttle? Because it's going to stall if I don't. That's why. <laughs> and so you, you know what? You know what else? I get like the new technology and stuff. I'm not a snob. I love 
the blind spot indicators on the on the side view mirrors. Yeah. I'm like, this yeah. is brilliant. I love this. Yeah. 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 So I was driving my boyfriend's like 2019 Dodge Ram the other day, and there was snow on the backup sensor camera. Mm -hmm. And when I back it in the driveway, I'm just always listen for that beeping. Yeah. And since the sensor was covered up by snow, I couldn't hear it. And uh -huh. so I just slowly push into the fence, <laughs> the back <laughs> of the truck. But I'm like, that's what technology does to us. It makes us lazy and stupid. Yeah. And it separates us. I'm going to dial up any reality I want on your phone, on my phone. Right, exactly. Yeah. Didn't you, did, wasn't there a fan of the El Camino? Oh, when you were... yeah. It's almost a, it freaked me out at first. I was sitting at a stoplight in Chicago and there's this guy that was like hanging out on the corner mm -hmm. and I'm at the stoplight. My windows are down. It's summertime. Like I got a little tank top on. I'm in my El Camino. I'm like, yeah, this is life, right? This guy's walking over, walks right up to my passenger side window. Now, in these old classic cars, they don't have, you know, automatic windows. You got to lean over and actually like physically roll it up. Yeah. You use the crank. So this guy's getting so close to my car and I was, you know, protective of mullet. I'm like, stay away. You, you man <laughs> coming closer, reaches into my window with his hand. I'm thinking he's just going to grab my bag that was on the bench seat. Mm -hmm. Easy, easy grab, you know? You see the old car, chicken in it. I know she's got to roll it up, like easy target. He reaches in just to shake my hand. And that was it. And I was like panicking. And I'm like, this guy's going to take my, my phone and my wallet and everything. No, he just, he was being a nice guy. I was being the jerk, Adam. I uh -huh. was the rude person thinking, oh my gosh, he's, he totally wants my bag. No, yeah. he just wanted to say like, I love your ride. This is so sweet. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, listen, to me. listen I, for this moment, I'm going to be your trauma counselor. This all stems from the toes. This is what happened. I think yeah. so. Of course. I that feel was, like it's like a deep seated place in the back of my head where I'm You can't trust the outside world. I get it. I get it. Yeah. It's the same, but that was the incident, the toe incident. <laughs> I hate that guy. I hate that creepy guy. Has anything like that ever happened to you? Are you have you seen my feet? No, I don't even want to go near them. Not like some wardrobe consultants, like, let me zip your pants for you, or maybe I'll make this a little tighter, or a guy uh, that puts your microphone on, he's like, let me just get up in there a little closer and inspect your shirt. Like, nothing's like, nothing's ever happened? I'll be honest with you. Never mm -hmm. once. <laughs> Come on. Never once. Not even, like, a hint of it. Nope. Come on. Never once. Adam, you're kidding me. Nope. Never once. People, people <laughs> look at me, just look, just leave him alone. Leave him alone. <laughs> he smells like cabbage. He can't read. Cabbage. Leave him alone. Oh, you no, you don't smell like cabbage. Just when you're having lunch. Yeah. Well, what is next for you? Because I know are you going to the Super Bowl again this year? No, 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 no. But I've been to quite a few of them in the past. When I was working with Maxim, I did their like red carpet interviews at the Maxim mm -hmm. party and all the celebrities come through the night before Super Bowl and you know, I'm bombarding them on the red carpet with Yeah. All my questions. Do you like your toes sucked? <laughs> Have you been to the Super Bowl? I've never been to a Super Bowl. We were going to do a tailgate uh, episode on Top Gear. We were going to go, and it never worked. I've never been to a Super Bowl. I've been to a couple of playoff games, yeah. but uh, I've never been to a Super And you have, and, and I hate you for that. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Because you also do sports stuff. You do all kinds of stuff. You're, like, you're, you're a fun hang, and I, I, really, I really look forward to working with you again. I know you got the auction coming up. Uh, now, uh, Scottsdale, Barrett Jackson, Scottsdale auction at the end of January. Yeah. Huge auction. I don't know. Almost 1500 cars. It's just, it's really going to be the biggest auction they've ever had. It's going to be absolutely wild. If you can't make it out there to Scottsdale, you got to watch it on the history channel or FYI. Cause man, these cars are absolutely insane. And there's so many different ones all mm -hmm. in one location, which is wild. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're at, at actually at the venue you get to check them out you're up close with them you know you, you really get a feel for what cars were like through the decades it's almost like watching a time you know being in a time machine going back to you know the 1970s the 1960s and it's just a wild to watch technology progress like it has you know what i mean yeah oh it's, it's a lot of fun and i highly recommend it and i highly recommend that they follow you on social media to see the cars uh you have a huge social media follow follow the real one because the fake ones are going <laughs> to ask you for money 
fake ones might be more fun. I don't know. <laughs> What's it? Are you at April Rose on all you on all your socials? Yeah, at uh, yeah, at April Rose, and you'll see the little blue check mark. So that's make it. Sure, make sure that's the one that you're talking to. <laughs> yeah, that's the one you send the money to, kids. <laughs> I can't thank you enough, my friend. I always smile when I see you, and uh, let's laugh again soon, okay? Thanks, Adam. I'll see you soon, all right? Tell Alex I love her. I certainly will, all right? Best to you and your family. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. April Rose here, and that's 30 minutes. I'll never get back. That was my pal, April. And I'm telling you right now, that photographer with the toe, mm -hmm. he can't be dead enough. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, oh, what if I put your toe in my mouth? How about I put my foot in your ass? How about that? <laughs> Shut a bug. <laughs> that, I, first of all, did not see that coming. That mm -hmm. was, I was like, oh, it's a photo shoot. Yeah, it's just above board. And oh, my God. I wish you could have seen the expression on my face when I was hearing that mm. because... It was the expression you have on your face when somebody farts right into it. I was like, <laughs> this is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. And now I'm angry. I want to know the name of that photographer because yeah. you're right. That dude can't be dead enough. I just picture like the, your face looking like Phil's face when he opened up that door and the heat hit him. That's <laughs> all. I'll tell you one thing. If any other guy asked her to do that again, ooh, I'd hate to see yeah. what happens then because you know that expression, fool me once? Yeah. Oh, she. I think she's ready. Oh, you want to suck on my toe? All right, fine. You're going to lose all your teeth? Your choice. Exactly. That's, that's my girl. Yeah. That's my girl, yes. April. I mean, who does that kind of thing? When does that start getting fun? Adam, I'm with you. I don't even want to look at my feet, let alone touch them or stick <laughs> no. my toes in my you know, mouth. You know when I cut my toenails? When there's an incident. That's when I cut. <laughs> right, yeah. I never go, mm, I need a mani-pedi. I go, Alex will go, go like, did you just roll over and draw blood from my shin? Yes, okay, I'll cut my toenail. <laughs> now it's time. Yeah, why yeah. are there holes in the tops of your socks? I blame it on the dog, and then I cut my toenails. <laughs> well, I kind of understood what she went through because I was on a commercial um, casting Oh, and yeah, I, in New York. Yeah, what? and I got called back. It was from a yogurt commercial. Yeah. You never heard this story, Stern? It was for a I yogurt didn't. commercial. There was a big casting. I was in the second round, and all of a sudden they said, okay, now everybody take off your shoes and socks. We want to see your feet. That's when my phone rang, Stern. I'm like, um, Adam, <laughs> yeah. is this crazy? I'm in a yogurt commercial. I'm supposed to be a tennis player, and they want to see my feet. By what? Get out of there. <laughs> Meet me on meet me on Fourth Avenue between eleventh and twelfth. I'll come get you. Because it was a, you know like a small studio that we had to go in, yeah. and it was just a couple guys. It just didn't seem right. So yeah, people have some really freaky fetishes. Feet people, yeah, yeah. You see the face mm -hmm. I'm making right now? This is called my Robert De Niro face. That's okay. what it is. <laughs> yeah, Alex, do you got a name of this guy? I'm just curious. <laughs> oh, that was crazy. Yeah, I'm not that. That's just like, awful. Yeah, mm. it just didn't hit me right. So it was good I made that call. Yeah, she, but then she goes, I can't, I have to say thank you to the casting list. Now you don't. Walk out. <laughs> and like in April, God bless her, who, by the way, whom I've never met, mm -hmm. seems like one of the nicest people on the planet. Mm -hmm. Like genuinely a wonderful soul was like, I didn't know what to do. And this guy should not be putting you in this position. Mm -hmm. That's just reprehensible on every single level. Yeah. And yeah. I hope that she has studied kickboxing so that she can take out some teeth if, if, this ever happens again. Yeah, he's well, he, he's a predator, and I hope he gets athlete's mouth. <laughs> I hope he's dead. Yeah. yeah anyway. Dead. <laughs> 
it drives me insane. Predators who take advantage of nice people. Yeah. You know, polite people. Well, that's what predators do. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It just drives me insane. Yeah. So. I like the fact that April's actually helping those people. Yeah. I mean, this is a girl who's truly beautiful inside and out. Mm -hmm. To understand the importance of being there for victims, helping them through a horrible time. And that's not like, hey, I'm volunteering my time, you know, at the YMCA or something like that, and I'm putting chlorine in a pool. Mm -hmm. Like, this is... Not that that's not an important job, and hey, I value who's ever putting the chlorine in the YMCA pool. That's that's great. But this is like one of the most – it's one of the toughest environments to be in with a victim that's yeah. gone through something like that. And to be there for them, I, all – I mean, listen, all I would think is the victim at that point would just want someone that would like reassure them like that everything's going to be okay and just be there for them. And for her to do that, April, man, hats off to you. That's just fantastic. And for her to be there and to make sure everything is done correctly so these bastards can be prosecuted. And by bastards, she means the perpetrators and their lawyers. That's the pack of bastards. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, agreed. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, and, and that, that's a real person. Not, not, not like the fake April Rose that takes money in her name. Can <laughs> you believe that? I can't believe that. that. Yeah, yeah. I gave to the fake April. Why don't you pay me back? <laughs> yeah, that's not how it works, buddy. Why don't and you suck way- my foot? How's that? <laughs> Right. And by the way, she's so nice. She wanted to help the guy out. And all I'm screaming as I'm hearing that is I'm like, the pictures he's showing you aren't his grandkids. He's trying to rip you off, too. Yeah. For all we know, this is the guy running the fake April mm-hmm. Rose account. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm old and stupid and I can't be trusted. Give me money. Oh, OK. Mm. Yeah. And sadly, I can believe that that goes on. It's, it's a jungle out there, kid. By the way, how great how great was it to the producer that was kind of awkwardly hitting on her, thinking he'd been, like, you know, having interchanges with her with this fake Raymond yeah. Rose account? And then he, when he finds out it's not her, he's like, well, screw you. You should police yeah. these damn accounts. Don't make me look bad. You should, po- yeah, you should police. You really have to do something about this. Oh, well, I got to put my pants back on. You really have to do something. <laughs> Right. How yeah. dare you? I'm I'm yeah. trying to manipulate you to get you to talk dirty to me, and now I'm caught and I feel bad. <laughs> so it's your fault. Yeah, it's your fault. <laughs> Jesus, dirty. You know, and you know what? This guy can't be dead enough either. I could yeah. that creepy I'm voice like. List. So I was looking at your posts. I'm, oh, you breathy son of a bitch. Anybody in authority over you, like work wise, mm-hmm. and they do that stuff? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's a, that that's a predator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, April, we're just going to need a couple of names and general addresses. <laughs> it could be just a part of the country. Adam and I will figure mm-hmm. it out from there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but it's just, and you're right. Anybody that has any kind of a position of authority that uses that to try and for their own sexual ends, it's just creepy. Yeah, I can't it, it, believe yeah. you're still dealing with this crap. Just stop it. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just even like, you know, even like in a workplace environment, let, let's say you work at a hotel and some guy and some guy's in the hallway and all of a sudden you hear, show me your ding ding. We were talking serious and he throws in, show me your ding ding. Because <laughs> he knows I'm sitting next to him in the third grade class and I'm going to laugh every time he does it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I really like April a lot and uh, and she's a car person, too. I like April a lot. I love that she's a car person. She's probably more of a car person than I am. Mm-hmm. But she does something that I do. I think a lot of people do. I love that she named her car. And I love that she named her El Camino Mullet. Yeah. <laughs> it's business in front and a party in the back, baby. <laughs> That's so freaking great. I love that. Mm-hmm. And by the way, talking about how things aren't always what they seem, mm-hmm. like she had it the other way when the, when the guy was approaching her in that car. And she's like, oh, no. Oh, mm-hmm. no. He's going to steal my purse. He's going to do something weird. And she's bracing herself for it. And the guy just wanted to high five her because he loved the El Camino. Yeah. Like that was that was kind of a cool moment. Yeah. That that was that, that was pretty cool. Well, sometimes they're they're not as they seem and sometimes they are as they seem. You know, um things jade you. Yeah. You get jaded yeah. after a while, you know, and that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Because something well, wh- that could be really nice connection or a nice moment, um, you get jaded. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the world. Like when we're younger, you know, you want to you you want to believe the best in everybody. You don't think somebody's coming at you. Nah, you I was like, pretty cynical then too. I was like, "That's not Santa, and I'm not sitting on your lap." All right. 
Give me the trains first, then we'll talk. I'm going to say Italians might have a different view on life than, than a lot of folks. Very true. A little mistrustful feeling. You want me to say what? In a court of law? No, it's in a court of law. You can't make me do anything, cop. Yeah. But to be fair, your faith in humanity is restored when, uh, when uh, kindness is bestowed upon you. First time Alex met April, I was at the Barry Jackson auto auction, and my mm -hmm. wife was on the phone telling me how to put on makeup, and I just handed her the phone. And I go, here, this is my wife. It's never going to happen. <laughs> I love that. That was great. Yeah. That and Alex got great. on the phone. He goes, Hi, listen, he's a child, and he's, <laughs> and he's pale. <laughs> and April went, I got this girlfriend. And she sat me on the leg, and then they're on the phone. They're on speaker. They're doing stuff, and I'm just sitting there. And I'm in the way. They're, like, talking while she's putting shit on my face. And I go, what about? Shut up. We're handling this. <laughs> Well, she's a girl's girl. I yeah. love her. Yeah, mm -hmm. she's a sweetheart. And then, and then she makes fun of me because of the food that you make me eat. <laughs> uh, she did, and the cameraman did. Yeah, they all did. Yeah. They all did. Well, look because it's stinky. Said, it's, it's, I didn't expect you to eat it right in front of their face. You told me to eat it. What am I going to do? <laughs> because I tell him to eat raw sauerkraut. Yeah. But were you eating kimchi or something? I was eating rolls. I would, look, I was as instructed. I was eating what I was supposed to eat okay. to alkaline my body because disease can't grow in an alkaline environment. I just say the words. I really don't know what it means. Apparently, he eats whenever he wants. Yeah, it, they, they call it lunchtime. They said lunch. And they, they also got pissed off because I sent one of the PA, PAs out to get it. And they're like, I brought this stuff back. I don't know what the hell he's going to do with it. <laughs> so, yeah. Did it help you? Yeah, it helped me. Okay. I fought him like a zoo monkey off camera, but still. <laughs> Here, eat all this fermented stuff. Nothing should happen. What are you kidding? I sound like a brass band. <laughs> but she was very impressed with that. And I love that she was also like, and you know what? You're a good driver. Like, you you could drive anything. Yeah, we used to do this stuff. I could drive these old cars, and you know, you got to throttle through. You, get, you can't stall them. You got this whole thing. And she's shocked. <laughs> she's so like, I. yeah, she's shocked. She goes, wow, you just you backed that all up. And what? You can really drive. I'm like, I was on a car show for six years. <laughs> Something had to run them off. Right. But, I, you know, it's so great that Alex, when you see him in a scene, and see how you hey, you know what? You're actually, you're that happened actor. the other yeah, day. Her and his sister called me in. I thought something happened. I thought the dog <laughs> threw up. I had no, Adam, get in here quick. <laughs> and they're all sitting there watching something, and they go, we just watched you. What you guessed? You were really good. I'm like, <laughs> why the surprise? Well, because sometimes when you see something, you know, first off, you're like, oh, he's so good. And then, but you can get emotionally, you know, mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm close to you. I want you to do good. Right. But then when some time passes and you see it again, mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, he was really good. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'll just say this. I've always thought that you were a great actor. And in fact... <laughs> Adam, mm. I think your work in Paul Blart was grossly overlooked by Thank the Academy. You. And the fact you didn't get any awards for that, I think, is criminal. I, I have to deal with the snub. What can I tell you? I agree. Is he crying? Is he? <laughs> well, no, because when you know somebody, you see, you see them and what they do or, mm -hmm. or produce through the lens of that friendship. Of you the know? love you have for them. The love you have for yeah. them. Or, on the other hand, <laughs> the heat in the room. Your relationship between you and Phil needs to be under a microscope. That's very true. <laughs> I want to thank my pal April Rose uh, for being my guest this week. Uh, she will be at the Barrett-Jackson Auto Auction, which you can see on the History Channel. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I highly encourage you to follow her on all social medias, and that is at April Rose. Honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? Uh, Adam Ferrara at Gmail. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Uh, if you can, tell 643 people you know about the show. That'll help us out a great deal. And if you could leave us a review, that helps us with our friend. Mr. Algorithm. And we are all in this together, brothers and sisters, so please share the road. And remember that life is hard. Take it easy on yourself. The pot has ended. Go in peace. And I opened the door and the heat just attacked me. <laughs> and, and now I have in my head that he's like a southern bell. He's like, my goodness, <laughs> it's just too hot in here for me. <laughs> my hair, my hair. <laughs> Phil is about to have one of his spells. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. 
fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.